0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Shanice. Um, And if you have been tuning in each week, you know that we have been reviewing Narcos and we are just finishing up. So we will be doing another recap. We will be reviewing episode eight today. I hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday this evening. And yeah, today we're just going to finish up, and we will review episode 8, and we will do 9 tomorrow, so make sure you come back and tune back in tomorrow. Let's get into the show. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. So, the first scene of this episode, we see Gustavo and Pablo running out like in the woods of the jungle, half-dressed. Because it looks like the search block and the surveillance planes they have to get signals on them have caught up with one of them at their hiding spot. So, they're pissed off because they're in the middle of negotiations, so they're mad that they're still out looking for them even though they're in the process of negotiating. And Pablo already pretty much knows it's basically Carrillo in the, Carillo in the um, search block. <clears throat> so they're getting, they're, they found their sp- secret stash spot in the woods where they got hidden clothes and they're jonesing on each other, kind of joking on each other a little bit. They get dressed and they leave their phone out there because so, they know that they have a signal on them. And then we get back to the next scene. And it's Pena, Murphy, and the guy from the military. They're, you know, intercepting. They're, they're trying to get the signal on where they're at. The military guy is pissed off saying if Kaveria would have went on to let them put the the U.S. soldiers out. They would have been and fought, found them. And they're t- uh, Murphy is like, Pablo's much smarter than you think. And then we see Carrillo and search block they pretty much got a signal so they think they know where pablo is at and come to find out pablo is smarter than they think like they said and they find a phone uh tied up to the donkey in the woods so that's the signal that they got so they all feel stupid and on that part i think that was very dramatized out i'm not sure if it happened like that But I did know on certain documentaries that I have watched and listened to Pena and Murphy's um, own interviews, and when they went around doing their um, consultation conferences, you know, talking about everything that happened over there, they said that they had so many close calls. They would go to a a house where they know Pablo was staying and they see the coffee had just been brewed and could tell he just left. So that's that scene. Then we have our opening opening scene. Then we go to the next scene and we see Connie and the baby. She's complaining because, you know, the baby has colic and won't quit crying. Murphy walks in, he's frustrated. They kind of kind of go back and forth a little bit. He's frustrated because they look, couldn't get Pablo. And she's like, "What are you what are we doing? We've had the baby for over a week." I cannot go explain this to nobody they won't understand the situation I don't understand why you brought the baby here they're both frustrated she's frustrated because she can't sleep the baby has colic I don't know who's ever listening to this but if you have a baby who suffers from colic that will makes you pretty frustrated It's not stop crying and the baby's not comfortable and you're not comfortable basically so <clears throat> they both have a little frustration going on so then we get to the next scene, and we go back to the The house where they have all the hostages stored. um, Specifically, the news reporter Diana. And Pablo is telling her, like, I need you to do another recording. She doesn't want to do it until he releases more hostages. They kind of go back and forth. She tells him he's a monster. And he said, if I am a monster, it's because of people like your father and other politicians who made me this way. I wanted to do great things for this country. And look at how they treated me so they basically drove me to this and she kind of says that's a shame because it's kind of a shame on both sides because of everything she wanted to do for this country they kind of go back and forth which i do believe he did want to do good things for the country of course he didn't go about it the right way but when you look at it in hindsight uh (laughs) the government is pretty much dirty too you know there's no clean hands i think when you get that high up in politics i don't think anybody has clean hands and you go look at documentaries and you look at past presidents and you see all the scandals and everything that was hidden and covered up and like propaganda they put out there is there any clean people out there all the way clean i don't think so but of course we move on to the next scene and diana she did the another recording And her parents and some of the other political figures are sitting in Gaviria's office and telling him, like, you gotta go ahead and do whatever he wants. We want our children back. And he's really not willing to fold. He's kind of swaying their way to want to negotiate, but he wants to hold his ground as well. Then we go to the next scene, and Gorilla is the guy who's watching over Diana. Uh, They they have a friendly relationship. And... He asked her, like, why are you so, you know, unpleasant with the boss? And, you know, she tells him how Pablo's evil and, and how, you know, they're all hostages. And he basically doesn't want to hear it. They hear a bang. And, of course, the church block found them. And they do a raid. And they end up killing everybody in there, including Diana, which is really sad. Uh, she was really a real news reporter who was the former president's daughter, So, they show the real footage of the real funeral, and it's very, very sad, because she lost her life in there, and, you know, Pablo didn't even have to kill her, the police did it, because they were trying to save her, but they end up killing her, of course, and, basically, the former president and his wife, they blame Gaviria, he feels bad, because he wished he could have done more, and he agrees to go ahead and negotiate with them. The vice minister is not trying to hear it, but he goes on and do it. When they go back and they get to the next scene, and one of my favorite parts, <laughs> the vice minister tells Murphy and pinion the ambassador, like they're willing to negotiate. It's blood all over Colombia. It's just a war. It's a madhouse. They want peace in their country. They, they want to walk through the streets with peace. They want their children to go to school with peace. And Murphy and them are not trying to hear it. They are like, we are close. You guys are acting weak. You guys are giving in. Blase, blase. And my favorite part is when the vice minister, he's basically had enough. He's like, you want Escobar? Why do you want Escobar? You are, Amer- you are American DEA agents. Why do you want Escobar? So bad. Do you want to parade them around in your DEA DEA jackets? And he says, Columbia effing wants peace. (laughs) I like the way he said that because that's true. You know, like, you can't go to other people's country and tell them how to run stuff, you know, and at the end of the day, you're you're visitors in his country. You don't have all of your family over there who's scared to go to school and parks because they may get bombed, you know. So it's like, you know, I feel you want to do your job and catch them, but still, This is our country. This is our families and, you know, et cetera, friends who are in danger, or we could just go to work and a bomb could go off or be walking down the street and get held hostage. So, kudos to the vice minister. He told them as they should. But I do believe that was dramatized for television. Like I said, before, Murphy and Pena, they were very much involved, but they weren't, I don't think they were arguing with, you know, the Colombians and everything like that. I don't think they would even have the boss to go over there and be that disrespectful. I don't know. But they said, you know, it, it was, all this a lot was just dramatized for television. And then we go and we get to the next scene. And we have Pablo, Fernando, Valeria, and also Gustavo. And they're celebrating because Gaviria has come to terms. And he is willing to fully negotiate with pablo where he's only basically getting charged for nothing five-year prison sentence where he gets to build his own prison so basically he won at this point right this is where he just should have just stopped <laughs> and did his five years you know he he basically won everything he wanted at this point so he tells Fernando, you know, you've done a great job. Now, Fernando can take a breath, because we feel bad for Fernando, right? And and then, Fernando, he takes a little smoke of that pipe of that cigar and he's happy, like, ooh, it's over. And Pablo tells him, like, look, Fernando, you've done a good job and all, but now it's time to get this five years reduced. Okay. <laughs> he said, whatever you say, Pablo, because he's in shock as much as I'm in shock, like, you want to get these five okay whatever so him and valeria walks outside and she's basically like what now and he's telling her how he's how she's going to visit him in prison each day so they can get their freak home and she's like now that you've admitted you know to doing some of the things that you've been accused of and all the negotiations over and you're basically now you are a criminal you know i have to distance myself from my own reputation And, you know, he kind of talks stuff to her, like, uh, you know, no matter what, you've been down with me for this, so you might hide behind that little journalist reputation, but you're a bandit like me, which she is, if she really played that part of doing everything she was doing, because remember, he wasn't even thinking about Diana, the reporter, she kind of put that in the ear, and she was the one who was knowing where everything was at, and going to the crime scene so it was basically helping her ratings boost up first and i'm more talking about the characters right now not the true characters because i don't know if that's how that went i still have to watch uh <clears throat> her movie because she did still tell her side of the story and of course nobody fully tells their true true story and then a lot is dramatized up for television so the truth always lies a little bit in between all of them you kind of just kind of it's your perspective basically right so then after they kind of decide to give each other space so she can protect her reputation pablo's like whatever because you know he's going to have his family come to visit him and you know of course the prostitutes they come and visit them frequently so he's not—he's not really tripping about it. He's got everything he wanted. Him and Gustavo start talking, and Gustavo is like, you know, the, the, the Chol brothers—they're not gonna be happy when they find out you gave in. And Pablo basically busts Gustavo's bubble. Like, are they not gonna be happy because I went on and negotiated, or are they not gonna be happy because you're basically fucking their little sister? <laughs> that catches Gustavo's off. Of guard because he's thinking he's been so low-key nobody even knows that he's been messing around with uh the choa's little sister so you know he kind of brushes it off and you know doesn't say anything and then we go to the next scene and we see murphy Pena. they're in there with um carillo carillo is it carillo i think his name is and they're talking to him and he's like, you know, since they went on and negotiated, that puts my men' life in danger because we can't go, you know, within a certain amount of feet of the new facility. We have to back off. And he like, and we're not going to do that. And Pena's basically like, we're all the way in. Whatever you want to do, we can do, right? And Murphy like, Pena, you got to chill with that shit. They're going to send us back home. And he like, I thought you was all the way in. So they basically going back and forth. And then we get to a next scene which is really interesting and we have uh kiko mercado the wolfman gustavo and pablo and they're all talking and they basically decide to leave them two in charge because really who else do they have to leave in charge you know everybody's basically dead or or in prison from the people who formed what they would call the Medellin cartel and he's basically letting them run the operation because Gustavo and him will be in so called prison for five years but then he decides to tax them because he's come out of so much money from all the bombs and everything that he's put into the war and he's like well who will benefit from the war because I stopped extradition and that was the fight is we didn't want extradition so with extradition being gone you benefit from that so he tells them how much, and they're kind of like, well, that's a little high, but, you know, we'll agree to do it. And Gustavo is a smart one, of course, and lets him know, like, do you think it's smart to do that? We really need them to remain loyal. We're going to be in prison for five years. We need them to remain loyal. Why would you want to go ahead and add tax to what they have to pay us? You know, it <clears throat> So basically, he just tells them, you know, you guys, y'all got to pay tax, tax, 200 grand a, a, a month. Uh, I don't know if that was the right thing to do because, like Gustavo said, you got to you gotta let them, we we leaving them in charge of our operation. We got to leave some leeway so they can remain loyal to us. We go to the next scene and we see Pacho. He has invited... Valeria out to dinner, and she's like, I'm surprised, you know, what What do you want? Pacho is the guy who is one of the, mem- the head members of the Cali cartel, and he basically tells her, he's basically trying to turn her all the way against Pablo, He like, you know, this man ruins your reputation, you know, and what does he do? He used you up, and he's going home to his wife, you need to just go to the United States, your career could flourish over there basically trying to get her to flip on pablo so he can use that against him and you know valeria you know she may be this and that but she's loyal so she basically let him know like i never even wanted to be his wife me sitting at home raising kids that's boring that's not for me so he didn't play me because i didn't want to be his wife in the first place and she basically doesn't give him any information because she can see where he's going with that she's much smarter than what mr pacho thought but. He doesn't stop there. We go to the next scene and we see Pablo and Tata getting it on. Then they're, you know, sitting there holding each other, talking about how much they missed each other. Then a bomb goes off and everybody goes crazy. They rush into the kids' room and they get the kids out. And Gustavo is like, you know, don't worry, cousin. Whoever did this, trust me, they are dead. At this point, Pablo, they show us that he doesn't even know where the bomb came from. So now he's wondering who had the boss to even um, put a bomb in their home. You know, that's just fucking evil. But he was doing it too. And, um, you know, it says on the show that that's what left um, little Manuela, his baby girl, deaf in one one ear. And when I was watching an interview with his son, he said that that was completely false. They were... Um, bombed for sure and it did come from the Cali cartel but uh, his sister was not deaf in one ear I don't know if that's true or false but he would know the best because that's his sister Fernando calls Valeria and tells her about the bomb. she already knows that Pacho did it then we get to the next scene the Ochoa brothers are pissed off for all type of reasons and they basically know That their sister is headed out to meet with Gustavo for their secret spot at their location that they always meet at. Because now they've had somebody investigated. They know the spot they go to. They know where they go each week. So they ask her where she's going. She's like shopping. She says it with an attitude. And they're like, okay, have fun. Then we see Pacho again. Now he is with the Ochoa brothers trying to turn them against Pablo. So they basically cut a deal. They set Gustavo up because what they say, if you want to take Pablo out, take Gustavo out first. He's the brains behind everything and Pacho agrees. So he basically, they're showing the Cali cartel. They help the Ochoas cut a deal on their own. They basically do one year in prison. They're sentenced to one year in prison. Um... They were they did cut a deal and they were sentenced to a short time in prison. I'm not for sure if it was exactly one year but that was true. Um, I don't know if the sister incident was true or them setting up Gustavo was true. I believe that was dramatized for television but it's probably a little truth in there of something. But. Um, from all the documentaries that I have watched, the interviews I have watched, I do not know if that's true myself. Um, I I know for a fact that they did cut a deal, but I don't know if they had to stab them in the back to do it. So then we get to the next scene, and Gustavo and the Choa's little sister meet up. He tells her how beautiful she looks, and they're basically... They're ready to get it on, so they're walking into the room, and the police jump out, and it's Carrillo. He wants to know where Pablo is at, and Gustavo is a fucking bandit. He ain't finna tell you nothing. She's nervous. He's like, calm down. He's not finna do nothing. He's not stupid. And they basically walk Gustavo out and leave her in there because when the Choice set the deal up they basically used their sister to pong Gustavo to get him into that secret location so basically it was all a setup, as far as the show I'm not sure if that happened for real I don't think it did then we get to the next scene and we have the search block well I'm not, I'm not even gonna say this is the search block these are men whose families were either killed some way in the war that's been going on with the government either their one of their family members their close friends was either one of the reporters who died or someone who was too close to a bomb or too close to a shooting and got shot so he has a lot of angry men around rightfully so whose families members have been hurt in the process of their war on the government and they're basically trying to say we'll let you go just tell us where your pablo is and gustavo kind of looks at them and be like fuck you just do what you gotta do so they basically beat the hell out of him so he's unrecognizable and they stop and give him a cigarette and just ask him like all right have you had enough just tell us where he is and Gustavo's just start laughing it says f you we are bandits and start laughing he started laughing so bad he's choking and they basically beat him to death one of the guys from the police uh, he is one of the guys from the surgery blocks he tells them that what are they going to do when they see him how beat, beat up he is and Carrillo basically says he shoots him up a bunch of times and say and just say he uh, we got into a shootout he got the shooting and we just shot him as far as that they always say that Gustavo was in the house The police came to arrest him and he came out shooting and they shot him. But that's very kind of vague on how they kind of document that. So I don't know if it was a little bit of truth of where the search block really did set him up. I wouldn't put it past him. But I don't know. But uh, that was basically a big punch in Pablo's operation when Gustavo left because or was murdered because he was the brains behind the operation and you know when you have your day one by you your main one your main partner everything is whole and when that's gone that's like half of you that's gone and they built everything together so that was a big deal when Gustavo was murdered you know that took a really gut punch and then we go to the next thing, and uh, Laquica walks in And he tells Pablo like I have bad news I don't even know how to tell you this And you know how much respect they have For um, Mr. Escobar And he just tells him Chin up like a man and tell me like a man Cause in a way he looked at his Sicarios like his kids too You know, They are young teenagers who worship him And he just tells him Gustavo is dead They, they found him Beaten half to death and shot up Pablo is in shock. his mother flips the script get to beating Laquica up, which I could never understand. so her telling him to tell she's telling him to get out of her house yelling beating him up, smacking him. He sits there and takes it because he knows she's upset and she starts crying. Pablo sends Laquica to go guard Gustavo's body and not to leave him until he's buried and you know sitting him with the directions. He goes out and he's upset. His mother comes out and they start talking about Gustavo, and they're taking that very hard. Then we get to the next scene and Tata is sitting there with Pablo trying to console him. They're at one of their hideout spots. Lizard comes in like you got a visitor, dog, and he like who? He don't even want to say her name when he looks at Tata, but he like it's Valeria. So they send her in valeria comes in like i have news um i have news about gustavo tata is defensive like what say what it is then i'm like um she coming here to help y'all you need to calm down she's been fucking your husband all this time calm down you know i get you mad but (laughs) just get this information that y'all terribly need anywho valeria basically lets him know like the whole deal with Chola setting up the deal to get the time cut short and Pacho being behind everything and setting up Gustavo you know Pablo ain't having that so they go and we go to the next scene and the Cali cartel they're having a soccer match which they did say the real Pacho Herrera really was a big soccer hit I think he even got Killed, um, in real life, playing soccer. He was in prison though, and he got killed like playing soccer. So he really was in the soccer. And we show my boy Poison Lizard Blackie. They come out there showing them what the Medellin Cartel do. They shoot up the whole soccer team, killing a whole bunch of people. But Pacho end up getting away. And then we go to the next scene, and we see La Kika doing what he was told to do. He is um, recording or has the walkie-talkie up to the priest. The priest is preaching, but you can tell he's nervous. And he is going over Gustavo's ceremony. And Pablo is having his own private. Because, you know, he can't go out in the public. So he's listening to everything through the walkie-talkie. And Kika is showing it. And he has them buried where the kids, when they were there were kids, where they played at. Very sad. we get to the next scene and the vice minister he pulls up with the police In their helicopter and he comes and pick up Pablo and Pablo like, look, I turned myself in we both won and he like that's not true <laughs> And then Pablo just tells him like well that's what we say when you know the truth is not basically inexplainable you can't explain it which is kind of right. So, they show Murphy and Pena coming out to watch, totally dramatized, they were not on the scene like that. And then we go and they show us, they take us back to episode 1, basically how it came on. And we see Murphy and Connie, they're playing with the baby. They're getting more attached, and uh, the show that the plane's putting the signal over. Trying to get a signal on the narcos and the sicarios and everything. Poison is talking too much on the phone as usual. He tells them where they're going to be. And they go to the club. And that's when we see the search block like on episode one on how it entered. They come and shoot everybody up. Then it shows Murphy playing with the baby. And that was a big gut punch for, of course it didn't happen that way. But as far as the T V show, that was a big gut punch. When Gustavo died, and then you kill Poison in the same episode, that's a big gut punch right there. Poison was, you know, him and Blackie. We still got Blackie, but him, him Poison, that was the the top notch guy. He didn't take it. He killed so many people. And they say that his life was based on uh Popeye. But Listening to the Popeye's interviews, of course he was a savage, but on the show, they just made him so much of a savage, you know. And it made it seem like he was much more suave, like kind of older guy, not too much older. But, you know, um, Popeye, he was just like a teenager around this time. If you go on the age era, and it just seemed like like he had that suave, like how he had it on the air. But, yeah, Poison got took out in Gustavo. So, on this episode... Pablo lost a lot, especially with Gustavo, and then Poison being like his head, man. So I hope you guys did enjoy it. I might come back on tonight and go ahead and drop episode 9. Let me see how I'm feeling. Um, If not, it will be uploaded tomorrow. So I hope you would continue to tune in each week, I mean each day this week, because I will drop content every day this week. I'm trying to push through so we can go ahead and move along. With the franchise and then talk about how it all ties in together. I am loving it. I love this show front to back to side. I love all the documentaries about it. I love the story from even the police side on to the the criminal side. I like I like to know everything. So I love talking about this. I could do it all day long. So I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. So tune back in tomorrow and you will see another episode like i said i will drop content every day this week of course we will be doing cruise summer and then we are going to finish our narco series you guys stay safe out there enjoy your sunday and be safe see you next time